Welcome to the DC Daily Drop, your one-stop shop for today's important news in DC movies, TV, and comics. Here are your hosts, Tom and Zach. Hello and welcome to the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And with our first Justice League movie just about four months away, which is crazy, we decided we wanted to look back on a Justice League movie that really almost happened, but never did. One that was canceled just weeks before the start of filming. Um, One of the closest DC films, I think the closest DC film ever to being made that wasn't made. And that is George Miller's Justice League Mortal. Uh, This was being worked on in 2007, 2008. So like before The Dark Knight, um, that kind of time. It's written by Kieran and Michelle Mulroney. And obviously it was going to be directed by George Miller. Um, so we are going to be talking about the script for that film and, um, what we think about it. And, you know, today we'll talk about the, the, what the movie would have been like. And tomorrow we'll be talking about everything else behind it, why it didn't happen and what we think it, how we think it would have worked if it had happened. Um, so yeah, if you don't know anything about this, I guess spoilers for what a movie that was never made, but maybe they could use elements of it later it's loosely based on jla tower of babel uh which was also loosely adapted into the justice league doom animated movie from from 2012 which is essentially you know the justice league getting attacked from within Uh, the team consists of superman batman wonder woman the flash green lantern aquaman and martian manhunter uh it's kind of an interesting thing they're all established heroes but there's not a team that some of them know each other, but not all of them do. Yeah. And out of all those characters, the flash is kind of, this is sort of his intro into the scene. None of the other heroes have really met him or no, they kind of know of him. Um, but he's kind of, he kind of like fanboys around the other characters. Like he's so happy to meet winter woman and, and Superman. And uh, we'll talk about him more, but for me, he definitely steals the show. He's my Absolutely. favorite character by far. Yeah. And it's, it's the Barry Allen flash. Although Wally West is also, involved and it's the the john stewart version of green lantern yeah um so uh, that's interesting and they did it really is especially the first half is kind of flash's movie he gets the most time we see his most of his more of his personal life than anybody else and i like how he's sort of he's been established as flash for a while it sounds like but he um hasn't met anyone else so it's kind of cool everybody you get an introduction to all these other characters through him. I think that was kind of a smart way to do it. Yeah, for sure. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And villain wise, it consists of Maxwell Lord is the main villain. And uh, there's also Talia Al Ghul and there's work with, they're obviously working with OMAC, the one man army corps, basically robots for the justice league to fight. Yeah. And I thought Maxwell Lord was a pretty interesting choice. I like him as a character. Um, I don't, well, I don't know if they would use him now because just to like the general going audience, he's maybe too close to Lex Luthor, too similar. Um, for me, he's different enough, especially with, you know, his mind control abilities. But, um, I really liked the choice of Maxwell Lord and having Talia Al Ghul in there. I thought it, uh, gave it a nice angle, especially with like the love story with Batman. Yeah. And you wonder if they would have used Lex if it's, if it wasn't so messy with the other franchises because Lex was just in, um, Superman returns 
year before this script was being worked on. So I'm really, you know, and this was not going to have Christian Bale or Brandon Routh in the cast. So I, it's, it's really weird how that, how that was working, but, um, we're not talking about that today, I guess. So overall, would you, would you think of this story, Zach? Uh, it was definitely, I, I enjoyed reading it. I honestly don't know if I would like this as a movie. Obviously it's, you're just imagining things in your head and obviously they would come up with different things. And this was just a version of the script. It's not necessarily, there probably would have been some changes maybe. Um, there's some really, really great ideas. Um, and especially you have to keep in mind that this came before a lot of other stuff that we've seen. So there's definitely some elements that I think they've taken from this and maybe used in Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman um, that I really enjoyed. But at the same time, there's just some slightly goofy things like the way that they create all the omax it's just like for me that almost takes me it seems really campy like that they used the burgers from the restaurant to get everybody infected with robots but i mean i guess it is a it probably is a good way to get nanobots into people is to just feed them burgers but it just it seemed really weird to me and then yeah. again like yeah i like max lord but i think again i don't know if it would actually work and so as a big fan of this stuff, I really enjoy it, but I'm not sure it would have worked as like a general audience film. Interesting. I think it would have worked really well. And I, and I think it's it's always tough to judge scripts. It seems like every script review, I, people always talk about how terrible it is because they just pick out one line. Right. And just like, oh, this is terrible. This would never have get made in the film. Um, but it's always tough to see that because movie, you know, it's tough to review scripts because movies are a visual medium exactly and particularly some of the things in here when you think of george miller directing them yeah they would i think they would be pretty amazing to see um like some of the opportunities for visuals and things like that i think would have been fantastic and i think it's sort of a i don't know i think it works pretty well as a way to introduce all of these characters i think they all get moments to shine although it's not necessarily balanced um, and I don't think it has to be. I think for, maybe for the first film, you would like to see it balanced and everybody get uh, a fair shake. But I think, you know, The Flash gets a lot of time. Batman gets quite a bit of time. Um, and after that, I guess Wonder Woman. Yeah. And then sort of sort of like Superman, Green Lantern, uh, Martian Manhunter, Aquaman all get their time. But it's sort of they don't get as many standout moments other than Superman gets some cool stuff at the end. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, those are definitely some of the more popular characters it was surprising how much focus flash had um not that i would complain about that at all um but yeah i there was a lot less superman than i thought there was going to be in this story not that he didn't have an important role or they didn't do a good amount but it just i thought it would be more like superman batman wonder woman heavy um so it was nice to see yeah. such a big emphasis on flash i think flash would have been a, a breakout character for oh, yeah. this film. he's he's fantastic at the beginning of it and lots of cool things and fun smart ideas with the super speed and everything like that i really enjoyed that yeah and he i definitely think that the obviously again you'd have to see it actually on film but at least for me in the script the humor all worked especially from flash the added some lightness even though, and it but it never really seemed to take away with you know some of the serious notes that were happening at the same time for me at least <laughs> oh yeah i thought it was really it's really well balanced there's a lot of a lot of fun stuff especially with flash and but it's still pretty serious and there's some dark stuff in there uh and yeah i think it would would have been pretty pretty well balanced for the most part there's some lines 
like I said, that sort of seemed a little more maybe campier, almost like they didn't fit in or some, some random lines of dialogue, but that's always something, you know, maybe that would have been fixed with the director trying different things or with another, another run through of the, the script. Yeah. And then there's also some, there's just some like tropes that you see in a lot of movies that again, it's hard if you don't see, if you can present it in a unique way, which I'm sure George Miller could probably come up with a cool way to present it. It wouldn't seem like they're just redoing something everybody's done, but like just one example, Wally West hacking into computers. Like you've seen a million times, some teenage kid hacking yeah. all government computer systems, but if you could show it in a cool way, then it would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. That would have been better fit if they somehow mentioned how his super speed helped him right. super hack. Um, but they just sort of touch it. It's just like, oh, you're good with computers. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's sort of funny to read the script. It's kind of a time machine because there's like uh, Iris makes Barry take her cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> just so like, it's like, oh, yeah, that wasn't wasn't so common for everyone to have them even 10 years ago, I guess. Right. And Wally says, I'm just a kid with an iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's some, there's some some dated stuff but i think the core of this holds up pretty well actually yeah and so it basically if you want to know kind of what happens in the story it's uh you start out at a funeral and they make they make you think that batman is dead because they don't show him and they show the flash there so again what we're, we're obviously getting into spoilers if you don't want to be spoiled for this um but the whole movie is kind of a flashback to two days before that uh, and Batman has this brother eye satellite that is watching all the superheroes because he doesn't trust them. And this, this for me, really, I thought this was a really clever way to set this all up and to have a way to find the weaknesses for all the heroes because it's very believable that this is something that Batman would do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, heavily influenced by Tower of Babel. And it's much more believable for people, I think, to, that Batman is so paranoid and would find all the weaknesses for all these superheroes just in case uh, much more believable than say if maxwell lord had just kind of uh done that done the same thing himself yeah for sure uh so speaking of maxwell lord he and talia al ghul hack the brother eye and use it to learn the weaknesses all the superheroes and then use that info and nanobots to infect them all um to prey on their weaknesses uh what did you think of this little part where uh, i thought it was it was kind of nice to see what kind of imaginative ways they could come up with to harm them, like making Aquaman afraid of water. That's a, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah. I think it was pretty, this would be fantastic to see on screen sort of the, each member of the justice league systematically taken down uh, by their one weakness. So Martian Manhunter just sees a bunch of fire. Uh, Aquaman is afraid of water. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was really well done and I think it would be awesome to see in a movie. Yeah, and it is it is kind of cool too that you know Maxwell Lord is trying to take all these people down, and he kind of inadvertently forms the Justice League because he's forcing them all to kind of join up and group up together by you know infecting them with weaknesses. So in the end, it's kind of his own dang fault. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty handled handled mostly well. Uh, how they sort of the way everyone came together seemed sort of natural. Like oh, there's a a fire in Denver, so the Flash ships over there, but only the Flash and Wonder Woman get there. And then there's other things where it makes sense for those people to be there, although you'd think they would have ran into each other more over the years. But I guess a lot of them have. Yeah. Uh, and so we have all these uh, characters together. Flash, Flash is introduced to everybody, and 
I really, really like his interactions, especially with Aquaman. I, Aquaman was probably ended up being my second favorite character out of everybody in the film, honestly. Yeah, he's he's um he doesn't get a ton to do, but he does get some good lines in sort of grumpy Aquaman. And this is showing this is sort of a lived in universe already. He's he's got the one hand chopped off. Yeah, already. Um, so the, he's already king. It's a very lived in world. Uh, yeah, and then around this time, Batman also runs into the first Omac, the Omac Alpha, which is like a guy who turns into a robot, and he beats him up pretty bad. And so we're, we'll obviously come back to those Omacs later. Uh, so Superman takes everyone to the Fortress of Solitude to try to figure out what's going on, and um, Batman finds the fortress and tells them that it's all his fault because of the brother eye and everything. And this part really reminded me of like the end of Watchmen when they're at the kind of fortress thing and uh, Rorschach walks away from everything. Well, and get, I yeah. won't tell you what happened, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Different ending for that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that's cool. I think this is something that would have been better if it was, this part would have been, it would have fit better in like a Justice League 2 or 3 where they're yeah. an experienced team and then it sort of feels like a betrayal by Batman to have been tracking them. I think that's probably why it worked a little bit better in the comics than say here because, you know, he doesn't work with anybody. He knows some of them, but they're not really close. It looks like him and Superman have a, a bit of a relationship, you know, closer relationship, but I think it would have be more meaningful if, if they had sort of... Uh, had been the Justice League for a while, and then they, this happens. But I think it, it was still handled pretty well. Yeah, I didn't even think about that because I think I was just... Obviously, you already know the Justice League, and you have all these pre preconceived notions that they've been together forever. And so it does feel like a betrayal. But yeah, that's a good point that they didn't really set that up in this film. They've set it up more that they haven't been together for a while. So it's a good point. Um, but then they figure out how to remove the nanobots. And there's also a really cool scene where... Um, flash gets infected and he starts vibrating and he like goes through the entire planet and back again i mean i would have i think they probably could have done pretty well with 2007 2008 special effects but if they made the film now it probably would have looked really really cool oh yeah uh but yeah they figure out how to remove them all um and batman takes off and goes to confront talia and max lord uh, and we learned that max lord is actually the only survivor from that failed government omac program um, and that he's also turned a bunch of people into Omex using the planet Krypton burgers, which that part, again, I thought that was kind of, I don't know. It just seemed weird. It seemed campy to me. I don't know. Maybe they could have figured out a different way to do it. Although I did love the scenes in Planet Krypton and I'd like to see that restaurant. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of like, oh, I'm going to put this toxin in the water, you know, from Batman Begins. I'm going to put this toxin in the water stream and then everybody will have it and Everybody who eats a hamburger turns into a robot. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of that, and I, I think this was probably one of the worst examples of it. But um, I guess it's something you got to go with. But yeah, like you said, seeing seeing Planet Krypton would have been a lot of fun. I know the restaurant. I know it from. It's in Kingdom Come. I think it's shown up in other places, but I think that would be really cool to see on screen again. Something maybe for down the line when there's an established Justice League. Yeah. Uh, so then Superman and Wonder Woman show up to help Batman against Max and the Omax. And Max controls Superman's mind, makes him think that Wonder Woman killed Lois Lane. And so Superman is trying to kill her. And again, we get a big fight between Superman and Wonder Woman, including Superman getting punched into the moon 
a la Superman 4. Um, yeah, I would love to see a fight between Superman and Wonder Woman. Not that I didn't like the fight between Superman and Batman, but they they do have a little bit more equal powers, I think. Yeah, and I think this again, I know some people don't want to see like evil mind-controlled Superman. I think something like this would be pretty awesome just to see Superman unleashed and the whole Justice League sort of trying to take him down, led by Wonder Woman, and really struggling uh, just to show how powerful Superman is when fully unleashed. I think that was great. And what it also does is sort of proves Batman's point. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like what, what if, you know, what if Superman is controlled by something else? It it sort of proves him wrong, even though, you know, it's his fault that any of this is happening. He does have a point. Yeah. Uh, And then the rest of the league shows up to help fight all the Omax and to try to stop Superman and another thing that I would have loved to see is the green Superman construct from Green Lantern fighting <laughs> the real Superman. That would have been really cool. That's really weird. I don't know if that's if I've ever seen that anything like that in comics or anything. It might be from something, but uh, yeah, it's basically a construct of Superman. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then so Max tells him that the only way to stop all of this, to stop Superman, is to kill him but Wonder Woman won't do it because she's not going to kill humans. And Batman just comes up behind and snaps his neck. Which yeah. I, th- that, I think that would have been crazy to see. That would have been very surprising to see. Yeah. yeah. And again, they kind of maybe use this idea in Man of Steel, although I'm, I don't think they're taking it from this, but it's just, it obviously reminds you of Man of Steel. Right. Um, it, yeah. It's not dissimilar. Uh, you know, you've got a choice. Save the world by snapping this one guy's neck. What do you do? <laughs> Right. Uh, but that doesn't end it. He's still alive and he's in the Omax controlling them. Uh, and he takes over Flash as Omax Ultra because Flash has eaten more Krypton burgers than anybody else in the history of humankind. Oh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> I, that's another fun thing they did with Flash, you know, showing his appetite throughout and ordering a bunch of disgusting food. Yeah. Um, and so in order to end it for real and to take everything down, though, Flash sacrifices himself and we get... We get a nice scene where he gets, he kind of slows down time, goes and says goodbye to Iris and then comes back and goes past the speed of light because we've already set up that if you go past that, you're trapped forever earlier in the film. And so he does that and destroys himself and Omek and Max um, and Wally West becomes the Flash. So what it, I think it would have been, I think it would have been a very emotional time, would have hit well with audiences, but for me, it's upsetting to do so much like set up with Barry to show him so much to have him be such a focus and then to kill him at the end of the film but obviously that that's kind of the point yeah I was gonna say that's kind of the point of it set him you know there's a reason they're establishing him so well so that moment at the end really hits you you don't want to see him go right so yeah so it worked because I did did not want to see him go and it worked for me yeah and they they have that Wally Wally West established to be the flash um Interesting. They also something in the script mentioned Hal Jordan Memorial. Yeah, Hal Jordan Memorial Park or something like that. That um, I guess explains why John Stewart was was the Green Lantern. Um, yeah. Uh, impre- uh, I guess it was something like mortal in the title. You you've got to show that even though they're heroes, they're mortal. Right. And so we get to we get to see that funeral that, again that we saw at the beginning, but this time we know that it's actually Barry's, not Batman's. And they all kind of regroup afterwards and decide that they do want to form some sort of league 
to ensure that there's justice. Yes. Batman that doesn't is, want. Yeah. That is not a line of dialogue. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> uh, but Batman doesn't think that he's worthy to be in this this league. Um, but there is an there's a nice touching moment. I thought some good dialogue between him and Superman about how he really is kind of the core of Justice League because he is he's the human that you know he doesn't have powers and he kind of keeps them grounded and you know shows them what they're fighting for really yeah and i think that's pretty cool and there's a funny moment i i would if i didn't mention how um when they're all in the fortress of solitude i think it's aquaman who's like well has anybody checked on batman right (laughs) and and the flash's response is just like batman why would they go after him they're going (laughs) only going after people with superpowers superheroes uh really funny dig at, at batman that was funny to see but yeah so it kind of comes around at the end there and shows, yeah, he's important too. Yeah. Uh, and so they have decided to form up this Justice League. And what do you know? Right in time, there is a danger coming towards the planet. And it is Starro the Conqueror. Yeah. Well, who is the, the first villain that Justice League fought in the comics? Uh, so I don't know if that's setting up a sequel or just a fun adventure they would have in between. But yeah, overall, I, I really like this. I think this has, it has a lot right going for it. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, so I, I guess it sounds like I like it, it more than you. Yeah, talking about it again, I think I would upgrade how I feel about it. I still like there's some obviously there's just some small things, and you're gonna have that with anything. Um, mostly the the way that they got everybody infected with Omax, but again, that's so small. But then like using Maxwell Lord, I'm not sure about, and then killing Barry. Which obviously works again, but I still, I just, I wouldn't want to see that. Well, he also went into the Speed Force, so he could come out. He, he could come at back at some point. So. Yeah. yeah, and um, yeah, I kind of agree with you there with the the Planet Krypton thing and and all of that. But yeah. I think this does enough right that it would have been something I would want to see done. Yeah, for sure. And I think also it, I took a while to to read the script. I was reading it in short chunks. And obviously you just sit down and watch a whole movie most of the time when you watch a movie. And now like running through everything again and talking about it, I do think I, I think I'd enjoy it more than I said I did at the beginning. Well, good, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think it would be, yeah, it could be adapted and maybe and changed a little bit, but uh, definitely interesting that it almost happened. For sure. All right. Well, that's all we've got for today. We'll be back tomorrow talking about sort of the behind the scenes of why this movie almost happened and why it didn't. So, but that's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening and make sure to check out DC Daily Drop on Twitter, Facebook, and DCDailyDrop.com. Drop by tomorrow for more DC news.